When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Airvan Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Live from the Mountaineering Club, high atop Graduate Seattle. Both arms up, touchdown Washington. This is the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Attacking and explosive is what I'd like to really think we're going to be. The Husky Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. Now, alongside Coach Kalen DeBoer, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone. All right, we're at it again live from the Graduate Hotel's Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor in the U District. It is uh, Michigan State Week. The 11th-ranked team in the country is coming into town at Husky Stadium for the third game of the year for both of these 2-0 programs. Head coach Kalen DeBoer, your team got to 2-0 with a 52-6 win over Portland State on Saturday. Uh, round two looked pretty good. Yeah, I was happy. Uh, you know, week one was just kind of see where we're te- where our team's at, and uh, we just needed to play. You know, you go through four weeks of camp and spring ball before that, and summer workouts, and so we just needed to play and see where we're at, and and uh, it gave us a good gauge. And I-, I thought we backed that up and improved in some areas in week two, and that's what you want. You always want to be ascending, and uh, you know, I thought uh, there were some areas where. You know, we uh, we improved, and, um, you know, we're never a finished product. We're always uh, working to get better. But uh, this week, uh, obviously, would be a great test, and we're excited about it. You mentioned in your pregame press conference on Monday before Portland State that it's such a commonly said thing around college football, but the most improvement that a team often makes mm-hmm. in a year is from week one to week two. Uh, why do you think that is, and, and did you see that in your own club? Because Well, I just think there's moments that um, happen, especially when you're a first-year staff. Thing, you try to prepare for everything and uh, 
um, good or bad. I guess I've been in enough places and had first games with different programs, you know, to where you know how to prepare and what to be ready for and, you know, what guy might, uh, you know, see this signal a little differently and, you know, translate to that to something that you just never imagined it could be, you know. And so um, I thought we really, you know, prepared well. And, um, you know, week one to week two, it's just about uh, cleaning up those areas that didn't go well. And, uh, you know, we see those. And, and many of them are areas that we know we still, uh, you know, have to improve on. And um, other areas I thought we cleaned up some stuff. So, um, you know, I didn't think we were still uh, – I thought we were a little cleaner, actually, in the first game right away offensively and it still led to production and our guys executed for the most part but when you're talking about you know what it takes to be great and what that standard is for us I thought there were still some areas where we could have in the first drive or two uh, just been a little bit just more on point and on top of it um, maybe one guy here just kind of checking to the sideline for a signal just make, maybe not quite sure of his alignment or two or three yards off in his alignment and, um, you know, it's little detailed things like that that no one really notices but yeah. uh, but us because we talk about it every day. Well, we can talk much more about that game uh, here coming up in the next segment. A 52-6 win over Portland State. Lots to digest from that. 74 guys got into that game. That's one of the biggest numbers I've seen in a long time. Really cool to, to see the participation report there. We'll also talk about Michigan State. Uh, the 11th-ranked team in the country out of the Big Ten is coming to town. They'll be here tomorrow night and, and uh, of course, playing on Saturday night at Husky Stadium. And then uh, Alfonso Tupatala is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Really excited to get to know number 11 a little bit better as well. Hey, tickets are still available for this weekend's showdown with the Spartans. If you don't have somewhere you need to be at 4.30 on Saturday, I, I think you actually do. It's at Husky Stadium. Wear your purple. It's a purple out presented by Planet Fitness. Go Huskies.com slash tickets to find your seats for your spontaneous Saturday plans. All right. We'll talk with head coach Kalen DeBoer. More coming up after this from RET Physical Therapy. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, ten big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard with battery power made by steel. 
Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNW SRP. It's a Husky football coaches show live from the Graduate Hotel. If you're in town for the game, visit Graduate Seattle, a handcrafted hotel in the heart of U District. From the panoramic views of our rooftop bar to pet-friendly Art Deco digs, Graduate Seattle is the smartest place to stay for Husky fans. Check us out at graduatehotels.com. We're on that 16th floor right now at the uh, Mountaineering Club and getting ready for um, Michigan State coming up this weekend. But, Coach, first got to talk about Portland State. You know, for the second week in a row, drive charts just looking really pretty there uh, midway through the second quarter. Let's touchdown, keep, keep that going, touchdown, huh? touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. Uh, that's about as good of a start as you could ask for. Yeah, we, uh, we talk about starting fast, and that's a, a big deal to us in the program, whether it be games, practice, workouts, you know, um, coming back from breaks. I mean, we, we, we translate start fast to everything we do. And uh, our guys have definitely done that. You know, defense is getting off the field and offense uh, getting out there and just uh, executing and putting points on the board. And, you know, we haven't uh, had much adversity that way because we've always been in the lead. And so, um, you know, we want to start fast. That's always a big deal and will be a big deal here this weekend. Are you interested to see how your team responds to maybe not having a lead, given that, that that's all they've experienced? So I mean, <laughs> if you're telling me, asking me what I'd rather be. No, sure, I, of let's, course. Let's play with a lead, right? But uh, – no, we know that that's going to happen at, at different points throughout the season where you you uh, have that adversity and you're f playing from behind and the, the complexity of the game changes. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, we have a stat actually that we use uh, in, in reinforcing the start fast. I think it's about 85% of college football games, uh, you know, between 2016, 2020, um, the team that was leading halftime won the game. Mm. And so – you know, right there, and, um, you know, some of those might be teams where there's overmatched games, but there's also the other end of it, too. Yeah, interesting. I think Mel Tucker's Michigan State teams are undefeated when they lead at the half, and so, uh, I mean, that goes mm -hmm. to show your point. Yep. Um, scoring touchdowns on the first four possessions does not happen all that often. Uh, it's happened in back-to-back -back weeks for us, but if you look back over the, our previous five years, it's only happened two other times. 2018 against Oregon State, do, do you know the other time? That it might have happened? Oh, gosh. 20, <laughs> don't tell me 2017. Against Fresno oh, State, yeah. Okay. but I, I knew it was hard keeping up. I couldn't, didn't know why. <laughs> now I know why. Yeah, but, I mean, so, you know, you're doing something that hasn't been done in quite some time is, I think, the point. And, and I think it's allowed you to get kind of deep into the roster, which I think has been great experience yeah. these first couple of weeks. You played 74 players. The passing game had 13 different targets, 12 different receivers. This just has to be such good for, for so good for team morale to, to be able to see all these guys get in and get experience. Yeah, there were some guys that were pretty amped up in the locker room after the game and just uh, excited about whether it was their first opportunity to play or their their first real action. You know, uh, maybe catching a ball or getting a getting a touch or a target. So, um, really cool for uh, for the guys and like you said, the morale. Um, it's good for that, and um, it was it was a fun locker room afterwards for sure. All right, Michael Penix, second straight week that he's your offensive skill player of the week. He had a better percentage this week. Um, had a, 
had a few more misses. He had the one inter interception that sailed. You mentioned during your halftime interview with us that not all those misses are necessarily on him. Can you, can you elaborate into, like, just how you thought Michael played week two compared to week one? Yeah, I mean, I mean all, all the misses are always still on him, you know, unless he's throwing it away or spiking it. Mm. And one of the incompletions, I think, was a spike. And I think one of them was definitely – two of them were definitely throwaways. And so, you know, I think he had seven incompletions. Mm -hmm. So now you're talking about three or four balls that, yeah. uh, you know, carry out the rest of the game. But, uh, I, you know, like even the first play of the game, um, we got the look we wanted. And, uh, you know, it just took a little longer. Uh, we had a receiver kind of working through traffic that uh, got bottled up a little bit. And I think one of the strengths of Mike is that he has a clock in his head. You know, he has that clock in his head. He knows the rhythm that these balls and the progression he needs to go through, you know, when it should be thrown. And uh, the offensive line did a great job, I think, protecting him on that one. And uh, that clock, though, is still ticking. And it doesn't matter, you know, uh, the time or not. Uh, and he knows when that ball should be thrown. I think he could, he could have held on to it just maybe a split second longer. It would have been defined on where that route was going um, when we were coming across the field there. So, um, you know, he let it go kind of anticipating. Um, but, you know, that receiver wasn't where he usually is at in the route when he threw the ball. But yeah. uh, that's, if that makes sense, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. But um, I thought, you know, and then one of the other incompletions, we just, we just messed up the protection, um, which we haven't really done much of. And he's been really confident with it. But um, we left a defender come scot-free. We looked right at him looked like we had him picked up and I think Mike thought the same thing and then all of a sudden he saw it out of the corner of his eye and so he had to just kind of fling it out there you know and so yeah. um, that's another one of the incompletions but you know um, I, I think he, he's done a great job um, and uh, the interception definitely um, you know Mike would say it too I mean you own those interceptions you know yeah. and uh, it wasn't a tip ball or anything like that he's got to take care of it and uh, you know, now that we, we got that one behind us, you know, you don't have to worry about a perfect season where he doesn't throw any interceptions. <laughs> so that's, that's – uh, if there's a positive from that and, and trying to spin it the right way, you know, yeah. uh, that, that's, that'd be it. Um, you had mentioned he's got this clock in his head, and you coached him early in his career in 2019 when he was just a second-year player. Might have been a, a redshirt freshman that year at Indiana. So has he always had that clock? Is that a natural thing, or is that something that he's developed through the experience that he has? I think I think it's something you develop over the time. Just uh, he he he, um, he is so good with the rhythm. You know, if you tell him that this route needs to be thrown off of what we call firm, you know, you hit the back end of your drop, you cut it loose, he'll he'll do that. You know, if it's supposed to be off of one hitch, he he knows that. And our offense is built that way with that type of timing. And um, you know, if it's supposed to be two hitches on the back of the drop. Um, but then I think there's also a part where it's just like you know, especially when you're 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 playing power five football, um, pass rushers are going to get home at some point, mm -hmm. and uh, you know uh, you know you get through the second third progression or part of your progression, um, you either got to throw it, you know, um, uh, throw it away or take off and run, and I think that's a that's something that he does a pretty good job of. He's man managed it pretty well for the first two games. As far as your other runners, you know, we, we talked going into the game that you'd like to see your running game take a step forward. Averaged a hair under four yards per game against Kent State. Averaged six yards a pop against Portland State. Is that the kind of pr productivity you're looking for? Yeah, I thought the thought there was, you know, we probably out, were out in space a little bit more. Not as many short yardage, um, you know, uh, plays that we had like in the first game. Um, so I think we did improve and I think we got out in space. I thought there were still some opportunities where we were out in space where, um, the run could have been even more. Um, 
running backs. Uh, they did a nice job in traffic and ball security was good, covering up the ball and everything. It was consistent that way, but I thought maybe we had a chance for one or two explosives that we blocked up pretty well and uh, could have hit for another 10, 10, 15 yards. But for the most part, I think we had, uh, you know, in our count, in our count, the way we do it, we had eight run explosives, which mm -hmm. that compared to I think maybe two the week before, um, that says a lot. You you mentioned your count there. Uh, is that 12 yards or more for for a run explosive? When the offense calculates, that's what we do. Just for our, we'd like to have gauges, and and those gauges go back to I've had the same count for probably 15 years, mm -hmm. and we know in spring ball, fall camp. You know, pass, run, we know what those explosive numbers are that we want to reach, and we know if we're behind or ahead, and uh, we have goals. And so um, that's what we use. And some of it's just because it's consistent over so many years, you yeah. know, and some of it's just because, hey, you get a, over a first down, um, that's that's pretty good play. Yeah. I, so Jamarcus Shepard had told us um, that running plays of 12 yards or more, passing pass plays of 16. 16 or more, yep. Yep. whenever you're able to get one of those in a drive – your likelihood of scoring goes way up. No, no question. So what, what I've been able to track for you guys this year is 18 drives with an explosive, 97 points. No, all your points. I think that's 97. Um, three drives without an explosive, zero points. There you so, go. I mean, I mean, that's 100%. Uh, well, I mean, holds. the game of football, right? And in our goals, uh, it's, it's field position. It's all uh, the chunk play. So explosives, okay? Um, and then you got uh, you got your turnovers and takeaways because that's flipping the field or that's an explosive play the other way. And then you have the special teams play, you know. And so those three areas right there are, are big chunk yardage uh, opportunities. And, um, you know, the explosive piece uh, lends to, to field position and obviously scoring. I want to ask you about a couple of running backs. One, Richard Newton's kind of a, a fan favorite. You know, his, his first carry as a Husky goes 28 yards mm -hmm. for a touchdown when he's a redshirt freshman three years ago. He's dealt with all these injuries in his time here. So good to see him get back out there. And then, you know, also in, in the same conversation, Will Nixon, uh, he told me, you know, his dad, Jeff, being uh, an assistant coach of an NFL team, can't make it to many games, but he yeah. was there on Saturday and he found yeah. Pater. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, Will, Will and those guys executed that option play perfectly. Um, Mike almost no-look pitched it. Um, he happened right in front of me, but <laughs> – and for a second there, I was wondering if he was ever going to look and pitch it, and he just, <laughs> no problem, you know. And so um, not like a play, it's a play we, we ran a little bit in fall camp, but not one that's just one of our base plays. So, um, And then, yeah, Richard, man, that was so fun seeing the smile on his face and the energy, and he's uh, just such a well-liked player in our program. And I've learned a lot, you know, seeing him uh, this summer, just the type of personality he has. And, uh, man, it was good to see him back out there. It's been a long process for him. I know everyone's been wondering – asking in in march may april may you know during the summer fall camp um when's he going to be back when's he gonna be back and you know it's just been a process to get there on defense i know you wanted to finish more plays in the backfield uh you were able to do that statistically this week four quarterback sacks braylon trice continuing to to get back there and make plays um how did you feel about your ability to to kind of improve your third down defense and and have more havoc plays yeah i think there was more opportunities just uh because of the type of play we were facing um you know a lot of rpos the week before there was more more drop back plays and sprint outs and play action this week and so we got home um you know and there there still in the end wasn't a lot of uh plays to drop backs uh quarterback took off and ran on us a time or two and so you know we got to make sure we're always containing him 
Uh, we knew that was going to be the case. Uh, both of our quarterbacks we saw the first two weeks. So thought they did a good job. Uh, we want to cause havoc in the backfield, get quarterbacks off their point, get off their, their landmark because, you know, that breaks up the rhythm. And when they start sprinting out, now the field's cut in half, you know, uh, as far as where their targets are at. And so I thought we did a pretty good job there. One stat that I've noticed uh, defensively this year, haven't forced a fumble yet, which, you know, uh, there, there's a little bit of an element of luck to that, I, I guess, maybe, but obviously that's a thing that can be coached as well. No question. Um, you know, and I think that's, you got to get guys to the ball, right? You got to cause havoc, and one guy, um, you know, you got to have those big hits where the, the shoulder pad or the helmet's uh, on the ball, and you got to have the ones where you're, you're doing a good job raking it and, you got to have the ones where you're holding the guy up and others come in and uh, you know, join the party. But, um, you know, that's an area definitely we are working on uh, daily um, is the takeaways. And, uh, you know, I thought we might have had one there. They called it a, a forward pass and a intentional grounding there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. uh, you know, we got home. We got the pressure there. It was fast. And um, the quarterback just did a good job of getting rid of it. Well, one team that has a, a silly number of forced fumbles this yeah. year is Michigan State. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take them on uh, coming up this Saturday, but they lead the nation in forced fumbles with seven yeah. in two games, which is just kind of crazy to think about. It is. Uh, you know, a lot of it's come from, uh, you know, their edges and, um, you know, the win Winman um, player, number four. He's, uh, man, he, and we faced him before. We faced him a couple times. Uh, but he's uh, he's explosive, you know, not just this big overwhelming guy. He's just uh, speed, but power has power too. And uh, you know, he's uh, he's a good player, and he's caused a lot of problems for the teams the first two weeks. He's a converted linebacker, right? I mean, are they yeah. are they using him as a linebacker? He's edge. He's yeah. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you you faced him when he was at UNLV. He's yep. a transfer, and ha has he always been that yeah. explosive, or has he taken a big leap? Yeah, I remember him running down. Uh, some of our top receivers, uh, you know, on fly sweeps, you know, and just he's, he's a he's a never-give-up guy. You know, he just always is hustling in his pursuit. Um, and I remember him, you know, running, seeing, seeing film of him running down uh, a receiver, uh, you know, for us uh, back then a couple of years ago. So, um, man, high intensity, high motor. Um, he loves to play ball. You can tell that. All right, we'll talk more Michigan State coming up in a moment. We also have Alfonso Tuputala in the house. He will join us at the bottom of the hour as the dogs get ready for number 11 Michigan State. That's coming up this weekend. Uh, we've got more with head coach Kalen DeBoer after this word from Coors Light. Saturdays are made for football. And when the game is on, we're finally off. <laughs> off duty, offline, out of office. A cracked Coors Light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the nine to five, but worry about the fourth and one. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshments, made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur in Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. Husky Football Coaches Show continues live from the Graduate Hotel in the U District in Seattle. We're at the Mountaineering Club up on the 16th floor. And I uh, want to let you know that the Purple Out coming up on Saturday is presented by Planet Fitness. Home of the Judgment Free Zone, $10 a month. Cancel any time. Check out any of our 27 convenient locations in the Seattle area because your fitness is essential. All right, Coach, Michigan State is 11th in the nation in the AP poll, number nine in the coaches poll. And, um, you know, I, I've heard you and so many of your assistants and all of your players talk about this one and no mentality, how important mm -hmm. it is to have that, not get too high, not get too low, always be focused on the present. So I, I guess that means every game is kind of the same in some ways because you're not comparing your opponent to a previous opponent or a future opponent, right? Yeah, I mean, there there is no question this is a big game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I mean, there's an intensity level of practice right now. There's an excitement. There's an energy. Um, I mean, that, that started on on Sunday, you know, when we first got back on the field. So um, it, everyone knows in our program, um, guys, we have guys break down huddles and, and, and uh, kind of do what we call our finish periods uh, at the end. And we let guys speak, and, and they know. Um, you can tell by the words they say but I think what what the one and all really means is like you know it refers to the standard and uh, last week's word of the week was standard mm. you know and that's intentional right because we know that we need to uphold the standard and not have a letdown against a team that we're supposed to beat right and uh, you know we're setting the tone for that uh, we need to be doing our very best and everything we do to get ready to play on Saturdays there's only 12 of them on the regular season schedule we need to make the most of every opportunity but I think um you know, now that we've set the standard, it's, it's never below, right? It's always above the standard. Right. And, um, you know, that's uh, certainly the case for this weekend. And um, the energy that we put in now, now here's the thing, you know, whatever that is that we put into this week's preparation, it needs to be that, that or above the next week too, mm -hmm. you know? And so you just cannot have a fall off ever. And as we grow and as we become more efficient, we become, you know, just more, we just become better um, at, at our preparation, communication, whatever it might be. Um, we just, you know, we just keep uh, kind of raising that level, that bar that we want to be functioning at. But uh, this is an important game. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, that's, that's, that's obvious and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to embrace it, though. Like, we're going to embrace it and we're not going to go in um, tight or anything. We're going to be cutting it loose and, you know, we're going to have known that our preparation um, is going to, 
going to put us out there in a spot where we can be successful, and we're going to live with the results. Well, I think it's one of the things about college football that makes it so special is, is rivalries, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Oregon is a rivalry. Washington State is a rivalry. But I think there's also, for this fan base, due to the Rose Bowl and the traditional ties to it, I think there's also a bit of a rivalry, even though we don't cross paths with teams like this that often, with some of those traditional Big Ten mm -hmm. teams. And, and Michigan State's one of those. And, you know, we've played them in a bowl game before, and they've been to Rose Bowls, and we've been to Rose Bowls. And I think it just kind of – it gets people thinking of yesteryear and just all of the tradition that makes college football so special. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that that's different for everyone's got their different way of looking at it. Um, it depends on your experiences that you have, you know, mm -hmm. maybe being new and a new staff here um, and a new staff there. We don't have that rivalry with ne necessarily this group um, and, and and Michigan State uh, in particular. But, uh, you know, like you said, a lot of the fans do and uh, Man, we're going to put our best foot forward. We're going to go after it and go attack the day. What has Mel Tucker done to, to kind of turn that program around from, you know, Mark D'Antonio had in a really good place in the mid-2010s. I mean, one of the best programs in America for three straight years. Kind of dipped off a little bit. Mel comes in, struggles through the COVID year, but then, boom, 11-2 and two last year. And, I mean, they, they have just continued to reload through the transfer portal with guys from all over the country. Well, Coach Tucker's an experienced um, – I mean, he's been around uh, at a high level coaching, you know, whether it's coordinator and head coaching. Um, I mean, he knows what he's doing, you know. And, uh, you know, it's one, one of those things where just – you know, I think he's been really aggressive. If there's an opportunity to make his team better, he's going to do it, personnel-wise, staff-wise. Um, he's done a great job surrounding himself just like uh, – just like we would feel our recipe is, you know, for success. And doing all that while upholding, I think, what, um, you know, what they take a lot of pride in at Michigan State, and that's being a tough, hard-nosed, you know, physical football team. And uh, they showed that last year. And, uh, you know, just like us, uh, you know, they're trying to reshape and, and be, you know, make, make the 2022 season, you know, which is a brand-new football team. It's not last year's team. It's this year's team. Um, he's done a good job being aggressive and uh, go after it just like they did a year ago. To be a tough, hard-nosed physical football team, you got to have a big line, and you got to have good running backs. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they seem to certainly have that. I mean, they lose the Doak Walker Award winner, and they go out, and, and now they've got suddenly two other really good backs in Berger and Broussard. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are certainly are carrying the load. Uh, they pack a punch up front and um, still got those big offensive linemen. You know, it just seems like they're the same guys uh, I remember seeing a few years ago, you know, and uh, different coaching staff, but um, certainly physical, and they're going to – Establish the run and, and uh, keep their protect their quarterback protected. Maybe max protect sometimes, and they do a good job. I think uh, I'm impressed with um, just you know some of the things that we kind of do to the bells and whistles and just the creativeness. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of moving pieces, and so they're challenging your eye discipline and all that kind of stuff. So um, they're doing a good job of coaching, um, and uh, you know, guys are guys are still playing hard. So. Um, it'll be a fun matchup. I'm, I'm re we're really looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, it's the explosiveness that kind of stands out to me. And, you know, obviously Kenneth Walker was explosive, and, and he's a Seahawk now. But in the passing game even, that first week against Western Michigan, three touchdowns of 40 yards or more. You know, uh, Jaden Reed, one of the most explosive players in all of college football. Um, it, that's what really kind of stands out to me when I, when I look at their numbers. Yeah, they had. They, I mean, everyone's focused on the run, but they're going to find their. You, know, you start packing the box, and just like uh, every football, right? A defense can only put eleven guys in the field. <laughs> I mean, I just told our quarterbacks. Yeah. I told this court. Yeah. I told 
I was just talking to our quarterbacks the other day. They can only put 11 guys out there. Sometimes it feels like there's 15 out there, you know, and you can't find those seams, but they can only put 11. And there's a weak spot in the defense. There's a matchup one-on-one somewhere. And so they've done a good job uh, when teams stack the box of uh, going one-on-one, and they got some some guys that can make plays, uh, whether it be short or down the field, and uh, they've come through in, in those moments. How about on defense? Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about how they're they're – they're creating the havoc plays. They're forcing fumbles. They lead the nation in sacks right now. Uh, they they got beat up in the secondary last year, passing yardage wise. But they five of the top thirteen passing teams. So like, I, when I look at them, I just see talent all over. What what do you see defensively? Well, I think um, you know, I, I look, everywhere I've been, you know, you kind of your offense and defense. There's a piece of it where you're shaped because of who you go against in the spring, summer, fall, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, I feel like they're, again, the opposite on the other side. They're, they're Defensively, they're physical, too, you know, just because they have to be um, because they're playing against their offense every single day in practice. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they, they've found ways to be physical. And when you're physical, uh, playing the game the way it's supposed to be played, um, you're going to cause disruption. And, you know, you're putting hat on the ball and you're getting guys to the ball and pursuit and all that. And, uh, you know, that's when the fumbles happen. All right, uh, it's Washington and Michigan State, fourth meeting of all time coming up on Saturday. Really looking forward to seeing these dogs hit the field under the lights at Husky Stadium. One of those guys out there will be number 11, Alfonso Tuputala, and he joins us next here on the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. Brown Family Vineyards is a proud partner of University of Washington Athletics. Founded by Husky grad Andrew Brown, this family-owned winery is committed to world-class production with its roots in Walla Walla, the heart of Washington wine country. With more than 100 critical scores of 90-plus points, every decision made from the vineyard to the bottle reflects a commitment to premium Washington state wine of exceptional quality and assures cellar-worthy vintages that stand the test of time. Stop by one of Brown's tasting rooms in downtown Walla Walla, Seattle's historic Pioneer Square, or Tacoma's Proctor District now through the end of September and mention Husky Athletics to receive a complimentary flight with any purchase of a full-price one. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
All right, back on the Husky Football Coaches Show, live from the Graduate Hotel in Seattle, the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor. Beautiful views of downtown and Husky Stadium as the dogs get ready to pack that place for a purple out coming up on, uh, let's see, let me, let me get you. Here we go. Here we go. So, I got you. Um, we get ready to pack that place for a purple out coming up on uh, Saturday against Michigan State. All right, it's time for the Air Van Move of the Game, brought to you by Air Van Moving, official mover of Husky football and your next move. He flings the sidearm pass wide open, Jalen McMillan. Up the left sideline, and there he goes. At the 30, at the 20, Jalen McMillan's going to house this thing. 83 yards, touchdown Washington. The fourth 99-yard scoring drive in Husky history. Makes it 20 to nothing, Washington over Portland State. Tony, I'm giving you all the credit. Well, we... we we had talked about the fact that that uh, when that drive started at the one yard line, there'd only been three documented drives in Husky history that had gone 99 yards. We said, let's go for a fourth one right here. It ended up working out in just three plays. Uh, Zoe, I was going to ask you that that was number 11 that made that touchdown catch. Uh, you just changed your number to number 11 here in this offseason. Why yes, the number change? Tell, tell me about that. Um, the last season, well, I tore my Achilles the last season, and yeah. so. A lot of things changed. I wanted to be different. It was just a different year. And so I think the number change was big for me. It was just just changing everything, mm. you know, starting from scratch and working up from there. And so that's just why I wanted to change it. Interesting. Okay. So why number 11? Is that uh, Was that kind of just a random one? It was or? something that I – it was a number that I was thinking about okay. for a couple, like, since 2020. But a couple guys took it, so I was just being patient with it until I could finally grab it. Uh -huh. And so it, when it finally came, I was like, yeah, I'm going to change it. That's cool. I think I saw it raise the wolf. I saw it might might have been your parents that were wearing a Tupatala number 40 jersey. Yep. When you make the move to number 11, do they yep. have to go buy new yeah, gear they're, now? They were talking to me, well, now we're going to have to change our, our jerseys because they already had those for a while. And I have a bunch <laughs> of family members that have that same jersey. Yeah. And so my dad was just saying, man, I'm going to have to hit up the family. We're going to have to change the jersey number now. But, yeah, man, it was, it was great. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, tell me a little bit. I, I read the Seattle Times article about you and, and going through that torn Achilles mm. and just how you had said to the Times, my mindset changed right in that moment. You, you kind of knew what happened before they'd even diagnosed you. Yes. And you had just a mental switch that occurred in that moment. Can you tell me about that? What, what were you thinking about in that moment? So when it happened, I knew it happened. And, you know, it was one of those hard decisions I had to make, whether I was going to just be sad about it and mope about it and feel sorry for myself or I could really just switch my mindset into you know I gotta attack this I can't worry about what it's already happened like I can't do nothing to change it yeah and so I prayed and I told myself you know this is what's gonna happen I'm I'm only gonna feel sad for about five minutes in this locker room but once I step out to go to the training room it's I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna attack it and and be grateful every day and so gratitude for sure was my main focus throughout that time because it kept my mind off of you know though there's going to be nights and moments where it's going to hit like yeah. man i'm tired of this you know but just being grateful and and having that support from my teammates my family and constantly just being uh, prayerful that's what really got me through that time and i'm forever grateful for it i was going to ask how you you know fight off kind of the, the moment momentary backslides where you you can kind of get sucked back into mm -hmm. man the pain is just intense yeah. or i can't do what i want to do right now yeah. and 
but but you said you'd made a decision so was it an epiphany like did you kind of just see clearly how how a certain mind frame could could get you through that tough time yeah so while i was laying there waiting for um my doctor to check it i already knew what happened and so i had about 10 minutes to, while i was waiting and so within that 10 minutes i was saying to myself okay this just happened and so i guess you could say that in that moment yeah i made a decision it kind of like I kind of envisioned what it would look like if I was to be negative about it and what it would look like if I was to attack it every day. And so just praying and deciding, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta change my mindset and be positive because I know that being sad and feeling sorry for myself is not gonna change nothing but make it worse. You and ZTF went through the, the yep. same injury at the same time. How mm -hmm. were you guys able to lift each other up and support each other at, at, through that? Well, we were working out every day with each other, and iron sharpens iron. And so there were, like, these little competition moments, whether it was in the weight room or whether it was in the training room. One guy would always try to do more than the other, and that's literally every day. And so, I mean, I'm, it's sad that it happened, but I'm grateful to God that we both were together mm. because I think it would have been harder if it was just one person alone doing it. And so, right, like, off of that, our relationship has grown. Like, we, we're, we became very close off of that because we were together for about six months, just us, like, every day. While the team was doing stuff, we was doing our rehab. And so just having him every day and competing with him every day, getting trying to get our Achilles right, that was a very huge step for us. I remember Zion told us that one of the things he had to think to himself was like, look, if all I can do today is just wiggle this toe like with perfect precision and intensity the way it needs wiggled, yeah. then I'm, I'm going to do that, yeah. the absolute best toe wiggling I can possibly do. Yeah. Is there was there something equally silly that you had to go through at some point of this that that was you still took very seriously, obviously, mm -hmm. in order to get back to where you needed to be. Yeah. You were back out there for the Arizona game last year. Yeah, so Zion came week four, UCLA. I came the next week. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was like our, our whole mantra is 1-0, right? And so that's really what it was, just taking it one day at a time, killing yourself, sacrificing yourself, putting yourself, like, on the line with all these, you know, recovery, rehab, training, just day by day. And so doing that, you constantly see those little steps. And so just like the first the first month of recovery, we couldn't even move our, our foot. It was just wiggling toes, like Zion said. Yes. And so the next step was actually our foot being able to move. And so that's like a huge step. And then the next thing you know, we're able to push some weight on it. And the next thing you know, it just keeps going from fourth and fourth. And so that was just huge for us. Coach, you weren't here at that time that, that Zion and he were going through the rehab, but you've seen the end product and and you know how people kind of go through adversity and the way that it changes them what kind of what what kind of man is this guy on the other end of, of something like that yeah i mean uh you, you you see the where they're at physically and and all that and what they went through but i think um you know those stories and, and different guys have different stories right some of it might be the physical uh, things that they've had to go through. Some of it might be, you know, family members passing away. I mean, it's all kind of different adversity. But, right. you know, you see why a guy like Zoe right now is uh, just, I mean, constant. He's consistent. You know, it's because of that mindset he has. And he's been, he's been tested, uh, I mean, to the utmost. You know, when you're talking about an injury, like what he's gone through. And, um, you know, just, um, I mean, he's just been constant ever since, ever since we met him. Um, 
And, uh, you know, there's little pieces, even just listening to him talk right now, just that I have even greater appreciation for. There's little things that you didn't know um, that I even just picked up now, you know. And so uh, just, uh, you know, he's, he's awesome to have he on, on our in our program. And um, he's doing great things. And I know he's got, uh, I don't know, a chip, chip on his shoulder or anything. Maybe he does. He might say he does. But I just think he's really, you know, trying to prove not just to, to himself but to other people that – you know, you know, I, I I can do this at a really high level. Do you have a chip on your shoulder? You think? A little bit? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't really talk about there it. There we go. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it, this is your fourth year in the program, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're because of COVID. I'm a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, it's right. kind of confusing. You're a when fourth you really year sophomore, about it, you but know. at the same time, you know, you you've been around here a long time, mm -hmm. and you're now just kind of getting to the point where you're a starter and yeah. you're kind of stepping into your own. So, uh, you know, I mean. It, it happened the way it happened, but, yeah. you know, can you look back now and see that the fact that it was a little bit of a journey to, mm. to get to that starting position, the way that that's kind of molded you into who you are? Yeah, like I said, I'm forever grateful. I wouldn't change it um, because men my mentality was before that. I don't think it was as strong as it is now. And, you know, when you go through those things in life, is it makes you realize things and it makes it forces you to change how like your habits and how you act and how you are and sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes you know it could be a bad thing but for me i felt like it was a great thing that happened and i'm grateful for it and it's just it that's kind of like my why in terms of everything every challenge that i come across i always think of that moment you know that was a very tough moment and so i don't really look at things and make it big because i've been through you know the worst and so i'm just grateful well i, I think it's guys like this when you hear the story you know we're going to be okay <laughs> you know what i mean just like we're going to get through anything yeah. you know what i mean like it's just and we have uh you know uh, like i said other guys in other ways that have had to do some things too but uh when you got guys like this out there on the football field and guys like this that are leaders in your football program um what they've gone through and and uh resiliency and just the mindset they continue to have you know we're going to be okay that's really cool so i know you're a federal way product yep. you uh you grew up going to games in fact you you grew up going to games with nate Colello back yes, at husky stadium when you guys were young and i think fans really gravitate towards players who just love the university the same way they do yeah uh, what's it like to to play for a school that that you've kind of identified with your whole life even though uh, you weren't necessarily going to the UW, you know? Yeah, you know, it's home. Like, that's the biggest thing, that it's home. Federal is 30 minutes south of here, but uh, just knowing that I'm here and that my family come watch me play, not only my family, but people that I grew up with in my community, yeah. they can come and support me. That's very huge for me. And just putting on for the state of Washington, man, just playing for Washington, but also representing Washington whenever we're playing these other other schools it's it's huge and I'm just happy every time I'm playing it's already you already naturally got a guy playing for something bigger than himself no That's doubt awesome. no doubt hey yeah. uh Zoe do you have a favorite husky memory from when you were a kid like just the the fan Zoe when you were the fan you know, Zoe yeah like when you were a kid growing up watching the UW do you have a favorite husky memory oh well, it's already on there but when me and Nate grew up in church Danny Shellen would come to church. And this is when it really started. He would come to church, and he uh, this was during school, so he would never be at church. So when he's on breaks, he would come. And we always wonder, like, how come, you know, he's never here? And we'll never forget, he, he would come with his laptop, 
and we're doing church practices and whatnot, and he's just on his computer, and he's doing homework, writing papers, and it's just a big UW sticker on his on his laptop, <laughs> and uh, that's when we found out, you know, he was he was a football player, and so right then and there, it started going to him uh, inviting us to games, and being in that stadium when I was like 12 years old, 75,000 people, football. I'm I'm in Pee Wee at the time. <laughs> It was like a dream, and yeah. so that, that I knew right then and there, like, okay, this is this is home right now. I feel like that age range, like that ten to fifteen age range, that's yeah. when you just romanticize this stuff, and and the experiences you have in that age range. No, I remember coming coming to one of the games in complete awe, like with my mouth, like, this is crazy, and then seeing like these big, huge football players, and then seeing Danny like play and him having fun. It's just like, man, this is what it's like to be a student athlete like, for University of Washington. And it just looked so amazing. And so that was something that always stuck with me. That's awesome. Hey, let's talk uh, some Michigan State. We'll talk some defense, too, with Alfonso Tupatala and Kalen DeBoer when the Husky Football Coaches Show continues after this from Red Hook. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard with battery power made by steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965. Husky Football Coaches Show is live at Graduate Hotel. I want to remind you to download the Go Huskies mobile app presented by Wafed Bank to access mobile ticketing, audio streaming, all team access, score schedules, breaking news, and try out our all new purple and gold pick'em game to put your football predictions to the test. Joined by Alfonso Tupatala and head coach Kalen DeBoer here. And Alfonso, uh, you're part of a linebacking crew that has 
kind of seen, uh, you know, some guys come and go here over the course of the past year. You brought in a couple of guys out of the transfer portal. It was a, 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 a part of a defense that struggled to stop the run last year, and I know that was a big focus for you guys in the offseason. Can you just talk about how that's been a big emphasis in your game uh, heading into 2022? Uh, stopping the run? Yeah. As a group or for me? Sure, both. Yeah, so Coach Angie always talks about the linebackers are the drivers of the defense. Linebackers are the leaders of the defense. Mm -hmm. And that comes with, you know, stopping the run or also being able to drop in pass covers and do what needs to be done. And so stopping the run for us is one of, the, one of our keys as linebackers. is very important that that box is checked before anything else because we, we are, we're behind the front line. We have to be able to set them and also make them right in the run game. And knowing that we have Michigan State, with their team that's going to come out in 12 personnel, 11 personnel, where, yeah. you know, their run schemes are going to come off of that. So we're really emphasizing stopping the run this week and, you know, versing them. And, yeah, that's huge for us. Yeah, I, they obviously, uh, we were talking about it before, have a just a history of running backs that they've yeah. been able to crank out. And now they've got a couple of new ones. In, yeah, a couple transfers. Yeah, a couple transfers in Berger and Broussard. What, what have you seen from these guys on tape? And so, uh, number I only know by number. So yeah, number three, three, and eight. three is from. So three is I played three from Colorado. That's right. And then number eight is from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So yeah, great backs. Number three is more of a Seattle guy. He's gonna give you a uh, little jukes here and there in space. Number eight is a, is a good back as well. So our focus is just being able to contain them and, and keep them in the box and finishing our tackles. That's a huge key for us is finishing our tackles, everybody rallying to the ball, fanatical, for, fanatical effort to the ball, and just 11 guys on the field that you see are just hogging the ball down and, and taking the running back down. Can you tell me a little bit about what it's going to be like to, to step out there? Uh, you know, I mean, if, uh, First, we had Labor Day weekend, and, and then we had Portland State, an FCS opponent. This is a ranked team coming in here. It's a purple out. It's, there's going to be 50,000 rally towels, a purple. Yep. It's going to be a, an electric atmosphere, national yep. TV. Can you tell me a little bit about just just what it's like to, to know that you're stepping into that kind of situation this Saturday? Well, those are the moments that you grew up watching and prayed to play on this level for you know those games those big time games you you wish and dream of those of these moments and so i'm very excited my team is very excited the defense is very excited because like you said they're a ranked team and so for us like you say i have a chip on the shoulder our team have has a chip on the shoulder and so we're coming to focus on what we have to do focus on our fundamentals our keys and just elect let god and just the outcome of the game just be what it is but we're going to come out there and you're going to see all 11 guys on offense or defense play their hearts out communicating with each other being connected energy uh, energy high and so that's what you're going to see and it's probably going to be pretty loud when you're out there on yeah. the field as well I, I would assume husky nation knows how to to really make the sound bounce off those uh cantilever roofs that hang over the stadium and that's what we we've want been, we've been playing we've been playing uh crowd noise the last three weeks uh on wednesdays and thursdays and so yeah. In preparation for those moments. Um, yeah, so for those moments. But that's what we want, loose. man. Husky Nation, everybody come. Show your love and support. That's what we need. That's what we want. And we're going to do our best to make you guys even cheer even louder, man. All right. More with Alfonso Tupatala and head coach Kalen DeBoer after this from Coors Light. Saturdays are made for football. And when the game is on, we're finally off. <laughs> off duty, offline, out of office. 
At Cracked Coors Light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the nine to five, but worry about the fourth and one. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshments, made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. We're back, dogs, and University Bookstore has everything Husky fans need to gear up for the return of football season. Shop the largest selection of officially licensed Husky gear from top brands like Adidas, Champion, Tommy Bahama, and even more exclusive gear only available at University Bookstore and ubookstore.com. University Bookstore is 100% Husky, 100% official, and 100% you. Stop by our store or visit ubookstore.com for the best selection of official Husky gear today. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard. With battery power made by steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. Five more minutes here on the Husky Football Coaches Show with head coach Kalen DeBoer and a linebacker Alfonso Tuputala out of Federal Way, starting linebacker this year for the Dogs. And um, guys, let's just talk a little bit more about uh, this defense. I mean, I, I think it's played pretty well here through the first few games of the year, only giving up, uh, what, with 13 points per game so far. Um, you know, I, I know William Inge is your position coach, and yes. this is a guy that brings a lot of juice, a lot of energy. I love talking to this guy. What's it been like to play for him? It's been a blessing. It's been great. He just he pushes us every day. You're not going to get anything past him that's below the standard. And that's great when you have a coach like you get to see a coach like that every day because it affects the room. And so the room, in that room, I love those guys. And we're all very close and tight. Coach Inns, man, he's, he's, he's great, man. He always leads us right, gets our mind right. And, yeah, I appreciate him. It's, it's great when you're playing for a coach like that. I know he's got some Big Ten ties. Has he, has he talked about Michigan State at all uh, coming into this game, maybe from a little bit more of a historical perspective? Yeah. He was, so the run game and, you know, Big Big Ten, they're all about the run game, and that was something that he pointed out to us, and that was pretty much it. But probably emphasizing, you know, the, the front, the guys up front and how, how big of a key they are, and so that was about it. Yeah. Can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be electric atmosphere. Tell us a little bit more about what you got going on, uh, you know, at, at the UW. What, what are you studying in the classroom, and, and what's going on there? So I'm a comm major, and that's something that I wanted to look into because every, everything in life is deals with communication. That's you know what right. I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it opens up many doors for me just to tap into, see if I like it or not. 
and yeah that's about it yeah that's cool uh any idea in particular what you want to do with that after uh after football's all done uh no i'm still trying to figure that out but probably somewhere around um advertising sales because mm. i like to talk talk to a lot of people so that's something i found interesting yeah i could i could see you being really good at that um coach tell me a little bit about just kind of the leadership qualities you've seen uh out of zoe here through the through the nine months that you've been working with him and, and yeah. seeing the way that he's kind of taken hold of his room and the defense. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the first thing is I think the first couple weeks or months even, um, it's one of those things where you, you never have to worry about him. And so, you know, he's always taking care of business, whether it be in the classroom, you know, the workouts, um, it's always positive. And, you know, you're kind of focused on the guys that uh, – you know, maybe, hey, you know, just need to be nudged along a little bit and need a little help. And so uh, I think it's taken a little while uh, through the spring to really for me to get to know Zoe and understand what he's all about. But that consistency that he brings, um, you know, he leads by example that way. And I think he's every day becoming a better and better leader, even vocally. Um, but, man, it's just fun seeing the, that consistency that he lives his life by show up on the football field and uh, you know you're talking about a guy that just isn't making mistakes when he gets out there and only getting better and uh, you know it's paying off and uh, he's a huge part of our program right now yeah absolutely number 11 Alfonso Tuputala fourth year sophomore linebacker out of uh, Federal Way had a career high eight tackles in the opener against Kent State and uh, we'll see him running around in the middle of that defense on Saturday night at 4:44 p.m. The Huskies welcome in number 11 Michigan State. So thanks for coming out and joining us today. Thank really you so much it. for having me, man. Thank Coach, you. Coach DeBoer, thanks for the time as you well. We Thank are, you. We are excited for this Go one. Dogs. It's going to be awesome. Washington and Michigan State, 444 kickoff at the greatest setting in college football, Saturday night on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. has been the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. The Husky Football Coaches Show was brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Washington Sports Network. Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.